Welcome to Jeffropology, a show brought to you by Radio DePaul. My name is Jeffrey. I'm one of your hosts of this podcast. And my fun fact for the week is I'm going to Michigan in July for a week. So that should be a lot of fun. It's a trip with my family. So hopefully going boating on the lake, even though I don't really like lake water, I'll swim a bit. Just not my thing. Not my cup of tea. What do you like? I don't then? I don't like the feeling of like the, the stuff in the water against my feet when I'm swimming. I just, I think I need to cave and get flippers or some things. I just don't like like you know like the seaweed. Oh they make like slippers for that. Like I know I need proof. to get that because every time I've gone it just bothers me so much. I, I get that. I don't I also just hate like showing my feet whenever I go to a beach or something. <laughs> like for free or just mm. at all. <laughs> but you know, you know. Yeah. But my fun fact is actually kind of an announcement. So hopefully maybe on the same day that this episode is going up or like whenever we do promotion for this episode, because God, we need to get back on that. Uh, we're probably going to have a Redbubble shop open with stickers which is exciting and we will also i'm officially caving and opening a tumbler because it's just a lot easier and i think it's a good way we could grow our audience but yeah that it's fun for me because i like setting up new blogs and new things so be on the lookout for that everybody yeah lots of stuff in the work is and let us know if there's any specific things besides stickers you want to see on the red bubble because we don't know what you want unless you tell us well my mom's the one that texted me she was like make stickers and i was like okay (laughs) so (laughs) so our question of the week this week is what pets have you owned so i can go first so my first pet was a hermit crab we got three of them one for each of my siblings which I regret now because hermit crabs aren't the best pets for kids because a lot of the stories don't tell you how to handle them properly. They actually require a lot more work than you'd think. And the pet stores don't actually tell you that well how to care for them. So I feel really bad for my hermit crab now looking back on it. <laughs> but that's a story. His name was Bruce, my hermit crab. I remember the other two because I had the really cool big one and I was really little when we got him. I just remember Bruce because he was a huge hermit crab compared to the other two. He was like three times the size name him after like bruce wayne or i don't know why i named him bruce i was i was like i was like four uh okay okay interesting then i got a hamster named Smokey. was it i think i was making fun of my mom because she's a smoker (laughs) (laughs) did she listen to this uh no (laughs) but we have a relationship where we tease tease each other so she'll just uh get angry at me for uh, a day and then she'll get over it okay okay uh he died really funny like I, i'm not making i don't like making fun of pet deaths but he like curled over on his back and i remember my sister's boyfriend this is when i stopped liking him her ex-boyfriend is he took my hamster's cage and instead of letting me have like a pet funeral for my poor hamster he starts laughing at how he died and he took the cage and just threw him in the dumpster <laughs> uh, what yeah god damn then i had two rabbits one was named peter and one was named oreo Oreo. yes i had bunnies they didn't uh they weren't the best pets they're not very like lovable and also they poop they're just like constantly pooping and then we eventually had to get rid of them because one of them kept hurting the other one don't get two male bunnies Unless you have like the biggest face possible, because we got we had like a nice little. It's not called an a. It, it's like the the rabbit, like you know, like the cage where it can also pull out so they can walk around. He kept like oh, atta- okay. he kept like hurting the other bunny, but then 
I was in home all day because I was at school. So I didn't want to keep the other bunny and have him be like on his own. So then we gave him to a nice family. So, but now my parents have my two dogs in Japan, which is Fritz and Franny. They're both cockapoos and they're both really cute. Franny's my favorite. I do have a favorite because <laughs> she only went. She, the reason I like her the most is because Fritz is grouchy and he like tries to like bite me sometimes. Franny only likes me picking her up. So I'm obviously her favorite. So then I'm her favorite. She's my favorite. Ah, okay. Okay. Is that like your full pet history? Ah, okay. That's interesting because growing up, my my sister had hermit crabs. They they lived really long lives, but it was always like whenever we had like little mini funerals and at one point she had a beta fish too, which again is one of those animals where like pet stores don't really like teach you about them properly so it died very quickly and I actually remember so we lived in an apartment but there we had like a little patch of dirt to our name and we put it in a small cardboard box and buried it and everything so the next person that moved in there I don't really know if they found it or not yeah did it die because it saw its reflection because I know like a lot of them like attack its own reflection I have no idea why or how it died it just died really quickly after you got it from the pet store so i wonder if like the pet store did something or, or it was, was sick before you thing. got it it's hard to tell yeah the fish. yeah like there were so many variables i remember she was like extremely distraught about it mm. and i remember like kind of like standing there with like the little box and not really having any skin in the game yeah uh growing up we also had Chishi, who is at our godparents' house and not at our apartment, uh, she was 10 years old by the time I was born. And then she died when I was 12. So she was 22. Like, she was old enough to drink in human years, which, yeah, she was kind of like the first death experience I had, at least locally. Um, good cat. Don't know what else to say. Good cat. Also had Dink, who was a cockatiel. Uh, he died like in January of last year, which really, really sucked. Uh, my godparents right now have a bird. Also, what kind of bird is it? It's a, it's a, it's a budgie, which is a type of parrot, question mark. And it's blue. It's named Murdoch. I got to choose the name. So I heard they're, I heard they're all a, a lot nicer than your typical parrot, at least and easier to handle. Cause I know some parrots are really, cause of how big they are compared to like a budgie. They're easier to handle. I've heard. Yeah, like he's small and he's cute and he's docile. He's like, hmm, he's smaller than Dink was. Like that's just species difference. But he's really cute. So I named him Murdoch after Murdoch Nichols from the gorillas. So it's like juxtaposing, you know, like here's this little cute bird with this kind of evil name. Uh, and I'm also going to claim my my best friend Mackenzie. She has a pit bull and I'm claiming her. Her name's Bella, like the only dog to exist ever. Yeah, the only dog you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, because we're like totally besties. Like whenever I show up at Mackenzie's house, Bella's all over me. So special. Mm. I'm claiming her. Oh, also, oh my God, so many pets. Because my mom has two cats. And my godparents have a cat also still named Sava. You're like the pet. Like you have like a mini zoo over there. Mom has carrot and potato. I'm surprised I haven't like shared photos of them. But... Anyways, moving on. <laughs> oh, oh my God, it's me. Okay. So <laughs> today, actually, because we were talking about pets, uh, this episode is going to 
it's gonna end a bit more grim than it's starting like this is really light heart right now lighthearted right now but we're talking about exotic pets and we want to kind of expand on it after our radio to paul like rock the clock pigeon episode because like owning exotic pets is still like a big issue and there's not a lot of I don't think there's a lot of education around it because there is kind of like like people want to make money off of it also people just see a cute video on YouTube and they I think a lot of people and it's like it's called um when you insta buy an animal so they just see a cute video when they go and get the animal immediately without actually getting the full requirements ready for mm-hmm. the animal knowing an exotic animal requires special like specialization and be differ in level of difficulty so you could end up there's some snakes for example that are beginner snakes there's some that are considered expert level so if you just went and got an expert level pet you would have no idea what to do with it right so we just kind of want to bring awareness to like this like it's a really huge trade and it's both like a threat to biodiversity but it's also like like so easy to get into the hobby and it's called a hobby, which is like even worse, but just to bring awareness to like, hey, this is still a big thing going on. Also, we want to clarify, we are not shaming anyone who owns an exotic pet. This episode is just a cautionary tale that most people should not own an exotic animal. And we're going to give you reasons not to get them, but we're not telling you that you, you yourself are incompetent. We are not saying that the animal that you own that is possibly an exotic, you are mistreating it. We are just stating that you should do a lot of research before getting into any animal and possibly looking into other alternative pets if that animal does not fit, uh, if you can't meet its lifestyle requirements. So this is not a shaming call-out video. This is just let's all do better as people video. Yeah, that's another note because like you aren't necessarily supposed to own like cockatiels or budgies. That's another note. Like we took care of them to the best of our abilities, but like, I don't want people to call me out in all honesty. This is like a controversial opinion, but I think with exotic pets now, it's getting better in the fact that we have captive bred animals that aren't being taken from the wild. And even though I don't think all exotics, we're going to get into this discussion at the end of the episode, but I'm going to give like a brief, like little, like a little tease towards it. I don't think all exotics should be kept as pets. I also don't think I have the moral authority to like, I'm an expert. So I'm going to leave that to the animal experts to like outlaw pets. But I do think that there is like a couple animals recently that I've been seeing people build hype on that I've been very uncomfortable with. So I'll get into more of that later. And I I would like to hear some of your like pets you don't think should be kept, which is a question Mm. we have posed for later. So. And that's, Another thing, like, we have, like, an avian vet in our area, like, near my hometown that we go to. Like, we do get specialized care. So, anyways, moving on, moving on. Yeah, so you may be wondering what an exotic pet is. Um, The American Humane, which is a humane society in America, um, the words exotic, wild, and non-traditional pets are often used interchangeably, which is incorrect, as there are distinctions between these three uses. So I'm going to clarify three definitions for you. The one thing they all do have in common is that they do not belong to one of the seven declared domesticated species. So the seven declared domesticated species by experts are dogs, cats, horses, pigs, cows, sheep, and goats. Some people would also argue that they need to update the definition to include ferrets as an eighth animal. I will leave that up to you to decide. They think that it's been enough thousands of years 
and that there have been enough ferret lines bred that ferret should be considered domesticated if you have a domesticated ferret. A wild animal definition is just an indigenous non-domesticated creature living freely in the wild and are native to the country in which you live. So in America, that could be just a deer, a black bear. So an exotic animal is one that is wild, but is from a different continent than the one that you live on. For example, a hedgehog in the United States would be considered an exotic animal, but in the hedgehog's native country, it would be considered a wild one. So hedgehogs are native to Africa. So here, they're an exotic pet. If you go to Africa, a hedgehog would be considered a wild animal, not an exotic animal, if that makes sense. Do you know what country specifically they're from? Or are they I can't from that, tell like, you the specific continent? country, but there are, there are from Africa. I can't tell you the specific country, though. Oh, There's also an animal that many people get people confused with like... a hedgehog, but are actually better pets. So if you want a hedgehog, but you... They're not very friendly. If you want a friendlier version of a hedgehog, you should look up a tenderek. Oh, I know someone with a hedgehog. So they're they they like being handled more. Just offering a never they're they're harder to find though because they're not as popular. Um, so exotic an exotic animal. Yeah, okay, I read that one. Sorry, non-traditional pets are animals commonly sold in the pet trade and are regulated and have been kept as pets for many years. Most of these animals have been bred by humans for many generations, but are not considered domesticated. So domesticated means thousands of years of breeding. If it's not thousands of years, it's not considered domesticated yet. So in addition, there are several good sources for learning about how to care for a non-traditional pet compared to an exotic pet. So a non-traditional pet would be like a hamster and a guinea pig or like a bunny, because those are still kind of common. An exotic pet is more like most snakes or most like saltwater aquarium fish or like parrots i would say or non-traditional so um animals that are considered are so if you have an animal that is exotic that can be handled it is not domesticated it would be considered tamed and i use that word loosely because you could have let's say you have like an animal um let's say someone has a coyote which you should not have as a pet but maybe you have a friendly coyote that there's are accessions to every rule. Just because your coyote won't bite another person or you, most coyotes will. So most coyotes are not good pets. So if you see someone on, on YouTube, for example, who has like a friendly pet that is most likely a hostile animal, it is not because those animals aren't hostile. It's because he has an exception to the rural animal. Or that animal might have been raised with him from infancy. So the, there's always circumstances that can explain behavior in animals. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of, like, there's coyotes that hang out. Coyotes and or foxes, I actually have no idea, that hang out at Graceland Cemetery. Like, I ran into a couple the last time I was there, and, um, like, they're peaceful with humans because so many people, like, pass through, and because, like, they tell you, like, don't prod them but like that they have to like actually make a statement like hey don't mess with the wildlife here it's like sorry i can hit mute for a second i more animals because of urbanization are actually getting used to human contact which is also kind of scary because we've seen an increase in coyote attacks in some states especially the northwest because coyotes aren't scared of humans anymore because their land's gone so instead of being scared like they should be 
some coyotes are like, you know, not all coyotes are terrible, but if a coyote's hungry enough, it's can't and it's can't find food and it's not scared of humans now, they will attack a human child if it's by itself. So that's happened in some circumstances, which is why it's important that people or there is a in India, they were so they were doing funeral practices by leaving the bodies on a boat and filling it out. What happened was they have gigantic catfish in India and they ate the um human remains and then they got they started attacking alive people because they got a taste of human flesh so it's animal behavior changes a lot because of human what humans do so it's kind of scary if you think about it um no that's so, super scary yeah thankfully they stopped there's there's been no recorded attacks for the past five years so issues with exotic pets so first section is legality so animals are regulated as pets in countries and states in the United States based off a mix off of their conservation status, their danger to humans, and the possibility of an animal to become an invasive species where you live. So California and like Florida have re- very regulated laws because they are the perfect breeding grounds for invasive species because of how hot and tropical the weather is. So in California, you can't own a hamster because hamsters be- could become invasive in California because of the- how nice the weather is. If you see a law saying you shouldn't have an animal, it's because either they think the animal is dangerous or it would become invasive if it was released in the wild. So they're protecting the wildlife. Some exotic animals require a permit to be kept as pets. So where I live in Maryland, some people, an animal expert could own a skunk. Regulation was the skunk had to be descented. So that's an example of a permit. Um, Cruiser in 2022 was talking about animal laws and she mentioned Illinois. So in Illinois, Illinois law, it says that animals that are prohibited from being kept as pets are called dangerous animals. If they are kept, they are really require specialized permits, all only given to zoo and educational facilities. Dangerous animals include large cats, coyotes, wolves, bears, and venomous reptiles, among others. Primates are not allowed to be pets unless they were in possession before 2011 and already registered within the state. Where do chickens lie in all of this? Because I know, like, in, like, the city in Iowa... Like, you need to have, like, a certain amount of land and, like, a permit and, like, things like that. And you can only or have, like, a certain type of chicken. But I noticed earlier, like, chickens aren't on the list of, like, the domesticated species. So they are. So you can keep chickens in most places. They're, like, the most common mm. farm animal. But it depends. Um, it depends on, like, how much land you have, I think, in some areas. Right. And also, like, I know it. And I know in Chicago, like, I don't know if you could have it in the city. Like on the outskirts of the city, people have them right in their like little yards. I've seen them. Right, right. I've seen people let their chickens walk into the street, which like stresses me out. No, that's scary. Because in Iowa, you also have to have like a proper housing unit for them. You have to have proper fencing, a certain amount of land. Like you need everything. to put like you have to have like guards from like foxes and stuff. Oh, I don't know about people, that. I think so, it's more about containment. Than I know, but I'm saying for the fo- chicken safety, you want to. There's like certain wiring you put on the ground so foxes can't dig into the cage. Oh, interesting. You have to have like three feet of this. Like it's a specialized. Um, material you put on the ground so they can't dig into the soil yeah because i don't know anyone like in the like city in davenport that has chickens like personally i don't know anyone but it seems more like a bendorf like i'm gonna seem like i'm a farmer even though i'm not like mm-hmm. rich kid kind of thing to do yeah i don't know so misha but... do you want to go over the iowa laws misha yeah yeah so the article says that 
Unless you received a permit for the animal by 2007, you cannot possess, own, or breed any dangerous wild animal. The law considers non-domestic cats and dogs, bears, primates, elephants, rhinos, and many reptiles and other animals to be dangerous wild animals. Wolf-dog hybrids and certain cat hybrids are allowed. Oh, wow. As long as they are at least a fourth generation offspring. I didn't know that one, huh? So yeah, wolf dogs, I don't actually think so because they've been bred, they're not really dangerous. Like when they're talking about um, like cat hybrids, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about them, which is like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like with pit bulls. Some of them can, they can be vicious if they're not trained properly, but right. I think it's also, they just look very scary because they look like wolves. <laughs> so I also just think it's an unsettling issue for some states is like, I don't think a lot of punk people would be comfortable if they saw someone walking what looked like to be a wolf. Do you it, know seems, mean? it seems kind of unethical too, because now dogs are so far separated from being wolves that like re-breathing them. Yeah. Or trying to make a dog into something it's not is really I, weird. I totally, I totally get what you mean. I personally need to do more research before I take a stance on this topic, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Because it's not something I've, I've never really wanted a wolf dog. So I've never really right, looked right. much into it. <laughs> I've just seen like posts here and there like about them, but I've never really looked that. Yeah, I, I've just either. seen there's I've seen the YouTube shorts of the guy walking his wolf dog around like a dog park. Mm-hmm. It's it seems like a it just seems like a husky to me. Like that's kind of what the behavior gave me, but I, I don't know. So in Florida, like I mentioned earlier, Florida is like a perfect breeding ground for invasives. Florida has been overtaken by invasive species. Boa constrictors have escaped because of storms from a breeding facility and they have taken over the Everglades that were released into the wild have taken over Florida forest. I've seen houses where there's flocks of parrots on trees and it's terrifying because they don't belong there. And it's like they're hurting the poor native species. Um, There are five states that have no license or permit requirements for animals. So the worst state is Nevada. You can own a tiger legally in Nevada. Like there's barely any animal regulation at all in Nevada. That would also include Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Wisconsin. I would say the country with the strictest pet regulation is New Zealand. So New Zealand does not have, you're not allowed to keep any non-native animals besides like a dog or cat or already domesticated animal. So any non-native animal can't be kept as a pet in New Zealand because of how big their biodiverse stuff is. And they have a lot of endangered species. They've just outlawed it completely. Unless it's for like a zoo. They just don't want people releasing stuff because they have a really like they have a lot of endangered species that they're working towards rebuilding and they don't want anything hurting them. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, I wish more places in the US would get on that. I think they needs to I think the laws are too broad. I really think that I know this would suck for lawmakers, but I think they just need to go pet for pet, like every animal. And just say yay or nay, like do their research, listen to experts. And because I think so, like some of these laws are too broad. Like what is a dangerous rept, like a dangerous reptile exactly? What exactly constitutes a big cat? Because now I've right. seen there's like, there's like small cat breeds that are half wild, like half wild cat, half, they act like a normal cat. So is it dangerous? Like I need to know. Please well, educate could, us. They could easily hire like a panel of experts to do the research for them they're the they're the government <laughs> yeah and now there's like domesticated foxes you can get from russia like i would i want to hear this i want to hear animal experts recommendations of what should be kept and what should not be and if you're going to keep a pet anyway because people are going to what are what should you have because 
I think instead of passing judgment on some of these people, we have to realize they're unfortunately going to get these animals anyway. So we need to help the animals the best way possible with some of these owners by saying, hey, we know you're not going to listen to reason, but you need to at least do this, the bare minimum. You know what I mean? Can you hear that dog? No, you're good. Okay. I was like, oh, fuck. Stop talking. Stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, sorry. The next area is like health. So exotic veterinary care, as Misha mentioned earlier for um, birds, is can be significantly more costly than the average conventional pet. Um, To avoid sickly animals, it is recommended that you get a captive bred animal versus a wild cat. Um, I'm going to get more into what that is later, but we'll actually go through it now. Captive bred is, it comes from a reputable breeder, so it's an exotic pet. So here's like a little bit of my take is, Exotic pets are okay if they're um, captive bred because what a captive bred is, it's they t- they took wild caught animals at first, but now they've been bred generation for generation, so they are more handleable because what they do is they bred the animals that were the most friendly or had the mm-hmm. or the most handsome or cutest design, and they bred them. So they are a bit better with humans than a wild caught animal. A wildcat animal means the animal was taken from the wild and most likely carries germs and diseases from where it was taken. They are highly stressed and traumatized. They are basically kidnapped from their habitat. Most wild animals will die before they ever are sold in transit due to the stress put on the animals. And they lack, they don't, they don't, they aren't given proper care. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. And you should always ask the store or seller if you're going to get an animal, if it is wild caught or captive bred is my word of advice. And if it is wild caught, run for the hills. Because even if the animal looks like it's suffering, and I know you want to save the animal, if you buy the animal, you're supporting more animals being captured that way. I think a lot of people would just lie, though, in all honesty. I know. That's why I'm saying reputable breeders. Like, you need to find experts. And I recommend... If you want to get either rescue an animal, some people are going to want to raise the animal though. So if you're going to go out for out, a reputable breeder is your best bet. So we are at our halfway point now. Um, are we? Yes, we are. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so we are at the halfway point, and our song of the week this week is "This Love" Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. I am she's excited for that. You're going to hear an ad, and then we will be back to discuss the impacts of biodiversity. See you guys soon. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. I'm going to be talking a little bit more this half. Um, So with the impact on biodiversity, it seems kind of obvious because we've been talking about this whole time, but it's like taking healthy adult animals from their natural environment hurts the populations quite a bit, even if it's only like one or two, because then like suddenly everybody is taking one or two, you know, and then you got nothing, right? But like, especially with endangered animals, if you don't do, like, proper research uh, on that and you don't keep track of how many animals you're taking, then that's... You have to edit that. Like, that's just, like, an awful thing to do and you should feel bad about yourself if you do it. Um, anyways, <laughs> there are some, like, captive breeding efforts that can, like, help repopulate species, but, like, even then, it's, like, not quite the same as, like, if, like, having the natural normal population but anyways so moving on to we're gonna talk about husbandry which is like the care for animals basically and in a article from warwick from 2018 it says that like husbandry is basically again how you care for animals and that bad husbandry is the reason why most exotic pets or most pets in general die 
And then if you have an exotic pet, that's going to require a lot more specialized care, a lot more specialized husbandry, then, you know, you're in for a world of hurt or your pet might be in for a world of hurt. Uh, So in saying that, a lot of zoos actually struggle to run um, dealing with exotic animals because they struggle to meet the needed demand of, of the animals. And it's called controlled deprivation, basically meaning that the exotic animals are held in private conditions and are facing like just improper care. Yeah, like going off the definition, like a controlled deprivation, it's like, yeah, the animals are alive, but they're not happy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're like, they're breathing, but they're not, they're, they're being like gawked at by people all day and, you know, they're kind of just like, they're not like, they're not natural. It's not like in a safari park or reserve where, you know, obviously they have a lot of acres, even in a zoo, they only have so much space and they do their best, but it's like, you know, and then you just have to imagine the animals were in private collections that yeah, especially real. big cats. It's like, just feel, you feel really bad. Yeah. And one of the things like, if you ever go to a zoo and there's not like a hiding place for the animals, you're told to do this when you're setting up like hermit crab environments too is to give them like a place where they can like have like a little home or whatever that's like not within your eyesight like it's partially a privacy thing it's partially just like a if you're being looked at all day at a zoo sometimes you just want to yeah hide (laughs) right yeah i think also most people don't realize an exotic pet is not their most like i would say 80 percent of them are not handleable they should only be handled when you're cleaning out the cage. They're not a dog or a cat. They don't enjoy it. And I think people think, oh, if it's cute, then it just needs to be cuddled. Like, that's not how it works. You're actually just stressing the animal out or they, they handle them improperly for, like, Instagram pictures. It's the well-being of the animal should always come before your self-pleasure or your self-indulgence in the animal. Like, it feels obvious to say, and then people still just ignore that anyways but even like really common animals that are pets like goldfish or hermit crabs have pretty poor husbandry rates um there's like it leads to about 75 percent of the deaths of reptiles and the hobby and about 90 percent of aquarium fish all end up dying prematurely i'm sorry my syntax is awkward yeah by premature we mean they don't reach their the life expectancy they could reach in captivity That's kind of what we mean. And one of the quotes from this article says, underlying reasons for the poor uptake and application of even limited information are unclear. Some research indicates that exotic pet acquisition is significantly motivated by status factors, narcissistic and borderline personality traits. Oh, ostentation, social recognition, conformity, and materialistic indulgence rather than intrinsic respect for animals or their well-being. Like, I think a lot of parents actually buy, like, goldfish or those types of pets so they can teach their kid about death rather than to teach their kid about, like, how to care for something. Yeah. This happened during Finding Nemo. The whole point of Finding Nemo is to not take tropical fish out of the wild away from the coral reefs and then after fighting nemo came out the first thing that happened was clownfish and blue tang which is what dory is sold out in pet stores around the world because kids wanted the fish and what ended up happening was PetSmart had to do a decent decision where they had to ban people from buying clownfish and blue tang for two weeks after the movie release because they were just buying too many and the problem was people 
were accidentally killing the clownfish and blue tang because they're saltwater fish, which means they're highly specialized. Fish keepers only should have them, not children. And also blue tang grow to be really, really big. They start off really small, but they're really huge animals. They, they, they need really large aquarium tanks that most people cannot afford. I don't even think that's an accident that most of them died. I think a lot of parents are really... Like they actually don't care. That, that's my hot take. I think a lot of parents kind of want that easy out. I think parents make the mistake of getting a pet to be your child's first responsibility mm. instead of the animal's well-being. It's like, let me make sure my children learns responsibility and put this all on a child when it should be a household. Like, do you know what I mean? It should be, let's research into this pet together. Yeah. Because like a, chi- be- a child's not going to do all that research for the most part. They're going to be like, oh, that is a cute animal. I want it. Let me convince my mom or dad to get it for me. Or like, you think a kid's going to know how to do proper research? Like, come on. But yeah, I don't know. That could be its own episode on like <laughs> bad parenting. <laughs> but another quote from the article states that a frequent and growing issue is that of unwanted exotic pets which present a considerable burden on animal care centers or quote-unquote sanctuaries. Typically, sources of handover to sanctuaries are former purchasers of exotic animals who realize that caring for these animals is considerably more damaging than had been conveyed, as well as confiscations due to abuse and neglect. You guys actually want to know what is the, um, besides a cat or dog, the most common animal in shelters are parrots. No, that checks. (laughs) Because they have huge life, they live 80 years, some of them, people don't, or 60 years, people don't realize that they are in life, they're a lifelong commitment. And people, they, a lot of them act like toddlers, because they don't grow up, they, a lot of them, they're extremely intelligent, they nip too, and they have huge beaks, they can cause damage. They, they can destroy everything in your house. A lot of them can. People don't realize this, they get them, they think they're cute, then they realize they can't care for them. And then they just get rid of them. And I think that's the problem with a lot of pets is people, they don't consider them, like, they don't consider them like a child. They consider them like, oh, I'll just get rid of them when I move. Right. I have to. And it's it's highly damaging, even though it's good to give up an animal that you're abusing if you can't take care of them. You also shouldn't have never gotten the animal in the first place if you couldn't take care of them that well because you're actually traumatizing that pet. And every time an animal is given up, it loses its faith in people a little bit and it makes it harder for the next owner to form a connection with the animal, especially if it's like a smarter animal. Oh, and I think that like there's something to be said about the overburdening of sanctuaries, of adoption centers and things like that because people are quite irresponsible. Like if you've ever heard those, there's a recent story like near my hometown of like a lady who hoarded cats and it's like, even if they're like domesticated, you know, cats that like any person could feasibly own and take care of, not anybody, but you know, like a common type of animal, who's going to adopt all of these animals? Yeah. I also think it's funny that um, some cat people are like, if you don't want your, like your cat outside, you're abusing it. I kind of want to know what's your take on that, Misha, as like someone who's like kind of a cat person. I've seen that hot take a lot on TikTok cat videos recently. So as a, as a non-cat person, I like cats, but I just, I've never owned one. So I can't give, you know what I mean? A strong yay or nay. I don't think it's a hot take in all honesty. I really don't think you should let like domestic cats outside. Like, so like my mom will sometimes like take the cats outside, but she has them like leash trained. She has proper harnesses for them too, you know, and things like that. And like their update on their shots and all those other things. 
and they're limited to her yard right whereas like if you're just like a normal person and you're just letting your cat go outside without a leash then you're irresponsible yeah cats cause a lot of um, extinction they actually cause like 60 extinctions for animals in new england alone people don't realize that the difference between cats and other animals is cats also the one one thing i don't like about cats i like most things about cats actually i just don't like that sometimes they kill they like play with animals and they end up killing them because they, they have the hunter instinct and they actually don't want to eat it they just want to you know i think they're playing and they actually you know hurt the animal unfortunately right. so they end up killing a lot of animals that they don't need to kill well i think some cats just like kill animals like just because it's you know part of their nature yeah you know like one time a mouse got like into my godparents house and chishi at the time like killed it and like brought it to him you know and it's for the cat it's not like cruelty it's more of like hey i did this service for yeah. you you know mm, i get what you mean but like if you're just letting your cat in the like out in the wild then like you're gonna start having dead birds in your yard more often you're gonna have like dead shrews or mice or whatever too you know like you're affecting local populations the chance of, of your animals. cat getting run over the chance of right. someone kidnapping your cat people kidnap exactly. keep people kidnap outdoor cats that's very common actually like, people don't realize that like and i know some people that have like outdoor cats in their area that are only outdoors like they don't know how to be inside but they still take them to like get their shots and they still like keep track of them and everything you know yeah because like at this point a lot of them are older and like can't be house trained like even then like you don't know where those cats get their food from or things like that yeah which is kind of scary this is going to be a long episode <laughs> yeah uh, i will edit enough for uh the show but i'll leave like the extra minutes on the spotify i guess um and we do have like one more article to go through before we might have a discussion section but we've kind of been discussing as we we're going but it's from Born Free USA. Um, and it's basically saying that with improper husbandry and like improper enrichment and socialization, a lot of exotic animals often become like really aggressive and territorial. And these acts of aggression are often like because they're stressed out from their poor conditions, you know, because they still like without thousands of years of domestication, you know, your instincts are going to be, you know, still like you're out in the wild and not like you're you know, somebody's cute little house pet. So one example is that like people try to own monkeys and not like NFT monkeys, like real monkeys. Uh, And at the age of two, the monkey's behavior kind of becomes more unpredictable and they start to like bite and like show off their dominance because that's what monkeys do. And with bigger primates, of course, you're going to face more damage with that. And a lot of the attacks end up like not being reported because they don't want to lose their animal, even if it hurts them. Yeah. And like, I think we were talking about this when we were first starting the podcast and having an episode about Tiger King, but like big cats and like wolf dogs even, or if you have a straight up wolf, they can easily kill you. Even a coyote could like pretty easily kill you if it's like stressed out enough. Yeah. A raccoon i've seen people own raccoons now they can kill you of course <laughs> like i think people forget that these these are non-domesticated animals that you have to be very careful like if you own pigs theoretically if you don't feed the pig like a domesticated pig can kill you if you're not feeding it enough so you're now you have a wild oh, an animal has more wild nature in it it's you have to be very careful and you have to like 
be very cautious of how you're handling it. Yeah. I also, I think a lot of people think pigs are really small. They aren't. No, even a mini pig will grow large. It's just, they lie to you to sell it to you. A mini pig is not a mini pig. It is just smaller than other pigs. It is, they become huge still. Right. But that's, that's another note. And I, I would trust that like a farmer knows how to take care of pigs. But if you just own a pig to own a pig, you're weird. You are weird. But anyways, um, yeah, because exotic animals are also like health risks. Like besides if they get stressed out and attack you, they can like monkeys can pass on herpes B to humans. Um, and a lot of monkeys tend to have that virus just from living in the wild. They can pass on Ebola, monkeypox, and so on and so forth. Um, and the biggest pet animal health risk comes from reptiles, actually. Um, about 90% of all reptiles actually carry salmonella in their feces, and it causes 93,000 cases a year in the United States because of this. It kind of happens after pet owners like don't properly wash their hands after handling the animals or like cleaning the tanks. And like if you eat food or prepare food after that, like it's gross. Wash your hands if we've learned nothing from the pandemic. Yeah. And the problem is a lot of reptile keepers also tend to have a lot more animals than regular pet owners because I've noticed this trend in the reptile hobby. You know, it's called a hobby. Um, The reptiles don't don't require as much maintenance as other animals. They don't like being handled and they don't need as big of a cage often because most people don't keep really huge snakes. So a lot of them have a lot more pets just because... They don't have to clean it as often. And animals, all, snakes, like, only eat every two weeks. So, if you're, like, or maybe even once a month. Like, a snake, some snakes can go three months without eating just because they're just so picky. And it doesn't hurt them because they're, like, in brumation or they're hibernating or whatever they're doing. So, they can have a lot more animals, technically, even though I would still be, like, mm. for me personally, I'm not judging. I just, I can't be handling all those dead rats. <laughs> Well, there's a lot to keep track of too. Like the more animals you have, even if they're low maintenance, yeah, it's still like it's still a lot of stress. It's like that life's on your line. You know what I mean? It reminds me of there's this YouTube channel I used to watch a lot of, like like looking at a car crash. You know, where he owned like twelve plus tarantulas, and he was like he was really passionate about them. It seemed like, and he gave them like good environments. It seemed like, but. Like, again, like, he would he would have videos of, like, oh, I just bought this new kind of spider. And it's, like, how many more do you need? Yeah. <laughs> really, truly, how many do you need? Or, like, how many can you, like, really properly take care of? I think I'm underestimating, too. I think he had closer to, like, 20 plus. But, like, yeah. I don't know. And kind of, like, the... Do you care if I talk about this case real quick on the next Yeah, point? you go ahead. Yeah. So, um, in 2013, there's a case of an African rock python. So, I need to give this story a bit of context so it'll make sense. Basically, this this kid invited his two friends over to sleepover. His family owned an exotic pet store. Their house was above the pet store. This is very... So, the African rock python is a pretty big snake. It escaped from its enclosure, and it crawled up the vents into the bedroom where the kids were sleeping and unfortunately it killed the two brothers that were at the sleepover like it strangled them in their sleep so this is i wanted to give this example as like a cautionary tale an animal like if an animal can kill you and you give it the opportunity to it will take the opportunity so and this is like an aggressive snake like to me there are some animals that i personally would not advocate for people owning 
and after and i know like this is not like a common thing with reptiles like this is like you know it's still two dead children and it was owned by a pet snake like specialist and he had two locks and still escaped so to me the average person should not own this type of snake i mean snakes are snakes you know like I know, like, I get, I get people owning like a small bulk and stricture because that can't really hurt you, or like a small corn snake. But if this, like, this snake could overpower you, like a kid. Do right. you know what I mean? That's my issue. Is if the well, snake like, can overpower someone, I don't know if you should own it. Well, and snakes aren't stupid either. So, like, in trying to downplay like their smarts or whatever, just because they're an animal, like, is not something you should be doing. But I don't know. It reminds me of one time when I was a kid. We were house sitting for somebody and the cat started like going up to this vent and was like really looking at it. I pick up the cat, move him to the side, and there's like a baby gardener snake sticking its head above the vent. Uh, gardener snakes aren't scary at all, but it's just like because I wasn't expecting it. But. Oh, we are now at our discussion right. section. So this is kind of like, so here are some questions we're going to pose and we're just, this is more like opinion based. So take this as an opinion. This is not, we are not the end all be all people that you should listen to. Um, but we just, I, I kind of wanted to have a little discussion on this. So first question, are there some like, uh, are there some exotic pets we think are better to keep than others in our personal opinions? I will say yes, depending on the size. I, I factor a couple things in. One danger to people Two, the size of the animal, personally. Large animals require more space, typically, although there are plenty of small animals, like a fennec fox, that I would not recommend for people to own. So, I'm at three. Can you actually mimic its habitat where you live? Because most people don't own a farmland. If you owned a farmland, I think you could do a better job at owning an exotic pet than maybe other people because you have plenty of land at least to experiment and like make that, you know what I mean? So I, I could give you that, I guess. Like, I, I understand like people owning like a rat, like a, let's see, an exotic pet here. I get people maybe owning a hedgehog, even though I don't think anyone, everyone should own a hedgehog. I get the appeal, I guess. I just think in any exotic species, I don't want to say you should never get Although some I'm personally against, I would just say do a lot, a lot, a lot of research. <laughs> Find someone who owns the animal. Don't take advice from the internet too. Find someone and like see how they handle their animals in real life before you get into it and maybe pet sit for them. And if you can handle the pet for a week, possibly you could own the animal as would be my advice. What do you, what do you think, Alicia? I think it depends a lot on like the person and the type of community that's around them. Like I mentioned that like one tarantula guy, but like, I think people that are really into tarantulas or really into reptiles tend to be like, they base their life on it. Like it's a really intense kind of situation, but you also know that like, there's an intense care for the animal. I feel like, like a lot of people that own snakes are actually like really on top of their game about like the amount of heat, the humidity, like keeping 10 mice in your freezer, which is definitely a commitment, but like, like it really depends on what type of person you are. Whereas I feel like I also like disagree with like big animals too. Like if you're trying to own like a big cat or like if you're trying to like raise a pig, which like pigs aren't exotic, but like if you try to raise a pig with like no training, then you're stupid. Like there's no... Yeah, owning an owning like I don't understand owning a livestock animal besides maybe a chicken if you don't have actually have farmland. Like that's just yeah. my opinion. I mean, I used to know like someone who worked at my high school actually like sold eggs, hmm. <laughs> which was kind of funny. Um, 
like if you're really passionate about eggs then like yeah like I think chickens are kind of easy but actually actually the avian flu is passing around right now and you have to be really careful about that too yeah like there there's just like so much to be cautious of that like you either like you kind of have to be like a very neurotic type of person to own an exotic animal and to actually be able to care for it yeah and make sure you have a vet in your area that can treat the animal that too yeah yeah our next topic is what do we think about pet tube and and, like the pet tube and its situation with animal hoarding so i like i want to talk about this topic is i used to really big a big pet tube person um I used to like, I used to mistakenly watch those animals. They, they have videos where it's like, look at all my animals, 97 animals. Like right. I, those videos are so cringy now, but I used to watch those. And I think a lot of people our age kind of know who you're talking about. Yeah. The, but we're not going to say it out loud. Yeah. Of course. Well, I'm going to say this. A lot of fat tubers take issue with being called animal hoarders. I don't call everyone an animal hoarder because I don't like projecting I don't like diagnosing anyone with a mental illness because I don't think that's right. However, I will say this. It is very concerning if you have a bunch of animals and a lot of them are dying prematurely. Cough, cough, a certain pet tuber, cough, cough. Yeah. Like I know you get called, if you get called an animal hoarder at that point, I do think the sh- if the shoe fits, you should kind of wear it. Because I don't like... I don't think having a large animal collection necessarily means an animal hoarder because a hoarder means that it's actually like impacting your life where you can't function. To me, if the animals are dying, then there is there is something there that you can't properly care for them. So I would I would have to label that what it is to me. But my problem with pet tube is and they're all a lot of them will argue with this, which I a lot of them think animal laws should be less strict. A lot of them buy too many pets because they get views off animals. So they're exploiting their animals for money, which, you know, it's not kids, so it's not as bad, but it's still bad. A lot of them, like, they'll go to an expo and they'll buy, like, 10 ant. I just bought three animals in one go. Like, it's really gross. Like, I don't know. And they have too big, I think, personally, they have too big of collections. A lot of them I've seen get rid of half their collections because it's like, oh, I had a problem. And then they want to have, they all... Then everyone's like sympathetic in the comments and I don't have any sympathy for them because I've been told them that and they then should have realized that. Like, how are you going to educate people on owning animals when you obviously have an issue and you're like trying to stand moral high ground when you're animal, like when you're like owning too many animals? Like the first law of digging a hole is making sure you don't dig too deep. (laughs) Yeah, like make sure... The land you're standing on is dry and not quicksand before you try to bury other people. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like the only pet tube videos I watch are like dog groomers, actually. Did you see like did you see that lady who has that has that cat grooming box where it like so you know some cats and dogs get aggressive? She has like she's like an expert animal, and it's like Mm. it basically allows the animal to move around in the box and it has like a little leash stand so they can like safely groom the cat or dog without them like being defensive and biting oh like I, I haven't she's like i haven't had any incidents of animals biting me since i've gotten this even like the most aggressive animal it works wonders because they can't really bite me and it doesn't stress them out as much so it's better oh, for both of us interesting the ones that i've seen are kind of like more of like a harness style yeah attached to like a monkey bar type situation yeah i don't know like i don't actually 
like after that one big scandal with that one big YouTuber that we are heavily shading right now. Yeah. Like I was kind of not interested. In yeah, I, I will say at least she like admitted she had a problem, but. Like that's all she did, I feel like. Hey, did, did you, right, Misha, did you know about the other scandal about the person who was like on forums pretending to be someone else and then was shading her pet tube friends? That's she, like, messy. Yeah, she went on like, uh, it's not 4chan, but it's like the pet tube equivalent of like Reddit. And she uh. basically faked her name as someone else and she promoted and shaded herself and her husband at the time at the same time to get attention Ooh. on her. And then she also shaded her so-called friends in the community. Why? That's... No, that's weird. And then, of course, when she gets caught out, I have a mental health problem, so I'm gonna go get out. I'm like, okay, girl. Like, I feel bad for you, but, like, she, like, kind of, like, played the victim completely, and I was kind of like, mm. Weird, yeah. Alright, the last topic. Why cuteness is a problem with pets? So I posed this question because I've noticed a lot of people, like, in ant videos, a lot of them just get animals they think are cute without doing any research, like the fennec fox, for example. I've seen people train to get hedgehogs, um, just a lot, a lot of pets, small monkeys. In Japan, like, getting, if you don't know what a slow loris is, it's a primate, a lot of them get those animals, and a lot of those poor animals are endangered and they die because they take away their teeth when they're oh. legally buying them, and a lot of them die because of dental infection rest in peace little buddies you didn't deserve that um so i i take a huge issue with people just detonating something cute and therefore i like a lot of people do this with people's dogs and cats too which is really they just reach out and grab people's animals because they think they have the right to because they're narcissistic like you don't have the right to touch anyone or any pet just because you see it well, and those types of people that get upset when like the dog or cat like doesn't respond nicely, and it's like, or it's or it's like a um, it's a um, a support animal, and you shouldn't be touching it in the first place because it's supposed to like you know helping helping the owner. Right. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like building off of cuteness. I think this is like a really big issue with celebrities too oh yeah like they just like get all these like random pets like justin bieber had that monkey that like got taken away from him and try to bring it to another country see personally i don't think monkeys are cute but what i'm thinking of right now is that Jin from bts had sugar gliders it's like he's he's rich so like i'm hoping he had a good environment for them but by showing off like hey i'm this big celebrity and i have this really cute little animal like it looks really easy to maintain because it's like small and because it's cute yeah i'm worried if there's like any fans out there that also bought sugar gliders and maybe couldn't care for them they take well. a long t- so i've always i'm not gonna say if i want one or what i do but um the sugar gliders i've done a lot of research into them because i was interested in them at one point they take a long time for them to get used to you too. Like they don't, like a lot of people think they just like go into your pocket shirt. No, you have to build a long time of trust. Which I know a lot of people are disappointed when they first get them because they, they are not warm and cuddly like a puppy right away. Right. And they're also, they're a little bit like a cat. They need like a lot of, you know, like how like some people build cat walls and they're like stuff. They like a sugar glider could you use like a whole room of like frying right. perches and stuff. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like, they want to be on you constantly. They want to be, like, in your pocket. And they want to be flying around when they're awake. Like, right. I don't know. Also, people, like, bring them everywhere, which you should not, because you could easily lose it and never find it again. You should, you could, like, I understand, like, bring it into your front yard, possibly, laying it to the outside world, watching it. Mm-hmm. But I would not bring it to, like, the store. I've seen people try and do that. I'm like, no. That's 
I'm well, because you can put it in like your hoodie pocket or your shirt pocket. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not risking losing the animal because if, yeah, I I would, I would bring it to the front yard to like let it look around a bit because they can't like get away. They can't like actually fly. So I wouldn't be too worried about that, but I'm not. Yeah. And actually with some birds, they make like bird harnesses, (laughs) but like some of them are actually like really quite cute. Yeah, I've seen also, people I've seen people like free flying their parrots before. Yeah. And we used to we used to let Dink kind of fly around every so often, like inside the house. But like even then it's kind of like you have to close all the windows, of course, and like have the shades over them too, so they don't accidentally like fly into the window and like you have to cover mirrors. Like it's a big thing when you're having that. But I don't know. I also feel bad for endangered animals because a lot of them get more money based on how attractive or cute they are to people. Mm. That's why pandas got so much funding money and koalas do. Right. Because people think they're cute. Even though they're not. I don't think pandas are endangered. endangered they're, they're not. They bred their right. their. Did you know every animal is owned by China and they only lend them out to zoos? Yeah, yeah. I think that's funny. <laughs> I mean, if you could have a monopoly on anything... I, I was like, America needs to get on that with bald eagles. That's stupid. But that would yeah, be if really two funny. Can, two, two can play that. All I'm saying is I don't support capitalism, but two can play that game. <laughs> well, that was a fun... I actually really enjoyed this episode. There's a lot of fun discussion happening. Oh, also, so like this is like a footnote of a footnote, but the next three weeks, so leading up to finals two, we're going to be doing episodes on movies. So next week, I'll choose a movie. I haven't chosen it yet. Next week, Jeffrey's going to choose a movie. And we're going to be like as our final episode for uh, the school year. It's going to be about Godzilla, the one from 1954. So I'm really excited for that one. Please look forward to it. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I've been Jeffrey. I have been Misha. And And you should follow us. Uh, on instagram and our future tumblr and our other socials at defropology d-e-a-t-h-r-o-p-o-l-o-g-y keep up with our instagram for our red bubble it's red bubble right red bubble yeah yeah red bubble (laughs) announcement sorry (laughs) and also as also our gmail defropology so feel free to email us if you have any questions or anything you want to look out to remember we have a tumblr page coming any other announcements misha before we go so on the spot have a good week yeah have a good week see you soon (laughs)